go. Hi, Husky fans. Welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. Thanks for being patient with us with our technical difficulties. I'm Trevor. I'm Jake. We're like Kicks and Ronnie. Brooks and Dunn, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I thought I was going to get you maybe because I didn't use their last names. Man, you're not going to get me with ch- country music. What's your favorite Brooks, Brooks and Dunn song? It's got to be Maria. That one's really cool. And, you know, as that song came out, as we were pre-pubescence, it probably sounded pretty cool when we were going through puberty. <laughs> like, <laughs> We can hit all the notes. <laughs> yeah, I'd struggle now. <laughs> um, I like Neon Moon. The song's that, yeah. It got me through a lot of heartache. Uh, hard working Man. That's a good one. That's um, a really good one. You know which one I didn't like? Uh, was the one old dirt uh, road um uh, yeah red play dirt. something country oh yeah yeah they yeah they kind of lost themselves during that and that's why they probably aren't a group anymore right or at least they don't make new music we're here to talk about washington's drubbing of the byu cougars my mvp jake browning he had he was 23 of 25 277 and a touchdown but more importantly, he broke the Washington all-time passing record. Passing who? Cody Pickett. The Cowboy. The Cowboy. That's right. Um, so Jake is now officially the highest passing yards leader in Washington history. Yeah, man. And I'd just like to say how cool it was of Cody Pickett to post that video congratulating Jake on breaking his record. Uh, it's a pretty stand-up move by him. I think it is really cool. And if you think about it, there's – there's not even a hundred people who have had the title of Washington's starting quarterback. And that list of guys that transcend the rest that you can think of off the top of your head is even smaller. Cody Pickett is one of those guys. So that fraternity is really small. Yeah. And obviously all of them have, hold the most up respect for each other. Yeah. Cause it's a hard job to do. This is, traditionally a very very uh story it's a storied program it's a historic program with being the starting quarterback of washington comes with a lot of responsibility absolutely and a lot of critique oh yeah armchair quarterbacks baby that were two of the best right (laughs) yeah so uh jake browning looked amazing um byu couldn't catch up with him he was able to go through his reads he was making the right throws. He was making uh, throws that were on target for his receivers. Um, I thought he played probably his best game of his uh, of this season. Yeah, man. He uh, the last two games, he's really shined. He's gone past expectations of this year. I th- I don't know if everybody agrees with that, but I think he's looked phenomenal. He's looking like what a lot of the preseason guys were talking about. He took that step back, and I think now he's taken those two steps up. Yeah, man, his his accuracy this year has just been phenomenal. He's hitting receivers in stride. He's hit, He's not overthrowing a ton of them, which you really saw a big problem of that last year. Yeah. A lot of overthrowing of receivers, and you just don't see that as much this year, and it's really good to see Jake. Jake is awesome. And that's why I'm so happy that he holds the record because he is so hard on himself. You know, I, I need to be better. It starts with me, but when they, when he has a great game and we Trump, 
the Cougs. It's not me, me, me. It's not I played great. It's we as a team went out there and handled our responsibilities. And you got to love a guy like that, man. He's he's such a he's such a good person and he's really done his homework as a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And you saw how much his teammates love him when BBK picks up the fumble. Uh, it looks like we got one more shot. Probably going to throw it to the end zone, probably a jump ball to Ty Jones and then uh, settle for a field goal. But instead, Jake drops back one, two, and takes off for an awesome touchdown run, and his teammates mobbed him. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, that was the end of the BYU game. Yeah, that in and BYU knew it. And well, because it was fourteen to zero at that point, you're still within striking distance. Twenty one zero is hard. Yes. Yeah, and especially with how pumped up UW got after that touchdown. Yeah, I mean they had the momentum all game. The fumble was the start of the turning point, and the Jake Browning rushing touchdown. That, like we said, that was it. Yeah. Um, the wide receivers were all over the field. They were wide open. They were catching balls and they were making plays. Yeah, and Jake was really spreading the ball around. You yep. saw receptions by Ty Jones, even though he only had one. Uh, do we then get that freaky touchdown that we've come accustomed <laughs> to seeing? Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, Fuller had a great day. Yep. Over 100 yards. You saw Bichelia, you saw Chico, you saw you saw Sample, who's the other Quentin Pounds. Yep. Uh it's really good to see everybody touch the ball. Jake, who is your MVP? It's I picked him before the game and I'm gonna stick with him. I think Savan Ahmed, man, he looked like he really turned a corner. He scored a couple of touchdowns and uh he had, what, 83 yards rushing? 86. 86. And Gaskin had 80, 83-ish. So. You could have picked either one you of them. could have. You're right. So, the running backs get an A grade, right? Yes. I think the whole offense as a unit gets an A grade. I think the offensive line as a unit gets an A grade, too, keeping Jake upright the entire game and paving roads that a dump truck could fit through for our running backs. Right. Yeah, and you know, you know what Savon's yard per carry averages on the season? Seven. Uh, yeah. Did they just... <laughs> yeah, you got it. Did I? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I round it down. I think it's like seven point one, but yeah, it's seven. Great job. <laughs> you just you just got so confused. I I mean I thought that because um, Levon Coleman had a better one his junior year. I think he was like eight or ten. Yeah. But, I mean, seven yards a carry is pretty awesome. And he was way too fast for BYU's defense. I just want to see more of him. And you did. I mean, you saw a lot of, uh, a lot of him tonight, uh, that night. He ended up with – Savon had 10 carries. Miles had 14. Yeah, so he averaged 8-point-something yards a carry. All right, let's eight, do some math. 86 eight, yards divided eight, by 8.6. Nice, Jake. I hate you. <laughs> so who is your defensive player of the game? My defensive player of the game is Byron Murphy. Six tackles, two tackles for loss, one pass defended. That's a good day. Yep. One thing I do want to say about the O-line, though, is Caleb McGarry 
kind of got picked on a little bit by an, uh, a more athletic guy. I think it's Corbin Cafisi. Uh, reminds me a lot of Julius Peppers. He's a two-sport athlete in college, basketball player, pass rusher. Uh, and Caleb uh, ended up with three holding calls. One of them was ticky-tack, but that's not what you want to see about your best offensive lineman. That's the only negative I'm going to say on the offense. Yeah, but it's going to happen. You know, and and you can live with that with how well the offensive line played. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And there yeah. was a lot of flags being thrown. That was a big 12 refereeing, refereeing staff. And, man, yeah. they, they love to throw the towels. Yeah, I mean, you saw how many penalties BYU got. Yeah. Uh, they, they seemed like the yellow was on the flag all day. Yep. My defensive MVP has to be Miles Bryant. Dude – Dude was everywhere. I think he led the team in tackles. He had a couple tackles for loss. I think he had a sack or two. He had one, yep. He had one sack. I mean, dude, and it's not like he led the team in tackles because he was giving up chunk plays. They, they, they'd throw the ball a yard down the field, and he'd come up and make a standout tackle and in a solo tackle. And dude's balling out of, out of control. And he's making us look real dumb for thinking that he was going to get a spot taken. <laughs> right. Yeah. My nickelback player of the game is the BYU slow defense. They're too big. They're too slow. And Washington took advantage of, uh, of their lack of speed. It's funny that you say that because my creed player of the game is defensive coordinator from BYU that is basically telling his defense to, to just stand there and let you dub run trucks all over the field. The commentators kept saying how passionate he was. They even panned to him at one point, and he was given some defensive calls, and he looked like he was standing underneath a giant cow milking it. <laughs> they're like, look how passionate he is. I'm like, yeah, nope, that's his, that's, he's given the call. He's, he's literally milking Paul Bunyan's ox. Yeah, <laughs> Blue is her name, by the yeah. way. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sure he's passionate. But showing that and being like, look at how passionate he is. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You want to see passion. Watch Nick Holt's defense get torched for 20 yards a game or 20 yards of play. Yeah. And when they finally make a stop, he runs out on the field like a maniac. Yeah. Gosh, I hated that. I, I, I don't hate anybody. I did not like him. Nobody liked him. No. Steve Sarkeesian didn't even like him. Steve Sarkeesian hired him and immediately did not like him. Yeah. This was like. He, he was at the press conference. He's like, man, I hired this guy. It's like the meme of uh, Ralph sitting on the bus, and he's like, I'm in danger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was the first – I think he was the first coach on that Sarkeesian staff to get fired. I think he was the first one to get hired and fired. What, did he come from USC? Yes, with Sarkeesian. I'm going to bring the best people. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Joke's on you, Washington. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mediocre. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm an eight-win coach. Yeah, overall, the defense looked super dominant. Uh, it's pretty... Ended up still having... Uh, uh, he ended up only having three incomplete passes. Uh, he was 18 for 21 for only 160. A lot of dump offs. There was nothing deep for him. Yeah, I mean, basically all UW's defense is doing is saying you're not going to beat us deep, and you're not going to score on us when you get into the red zone. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like BYU constantly shot themselves in the foot with penalties. Oh, oh man. Yeah, they had a big cl- play negated for a, a holding. Yeah, it just seemed like it just seemed like every time they started to move the ball, out came the yellow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They looked like a team that was playing not to get blown out. They didn't really take any shots. They seemed that they were comfortable trying to dink and dunk against Washington, and you just can't. I don't. I don't know of many offenses that are going to be able to do much against this defense. Which, which really shows the amount of respect our defense is getting because BYU went into Wisconsin and laid the wood. Yeah, and they weren't able to get the running game going uh, for the most part all all day. No, you really didn't see much of Canada all day long. Yeah, so he had. He only had seven carries for 13 yards. Surprising. Yep. And then Zachary Katoa had eight carries for 27 and their lone touchdown. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a ton of offensive plays. We we really took care of them pretty uh, pretty pretty impressively. They they didn't have very long sustained drives. No. I'm not going to do the math and count it up, but. Just looking at it, they might have had 50 plays on offense. And that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I just – I couldn't believe when I was watching the game how unimpressive – because I watched the BYU-Wisconsin game, and I'm sitting there – when when I look and see BYU on our schedule two weeks later, I'm thinking, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, and then – and then watching them at UW, it's like, is this even the same team? They look, they looked timid, almost. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's right. They came in ranked, and they did not play like they were a ranked team. No, not even a little bit. So, I, but we'll take it. That's a top twenty win. I like it. So yeah. So that's going to help our strengths of schedule, which is already top ten. So. You can look at it in a couple of different ways. The loss to Auburn sucks, but having that strength of schedule is probably going to help us when they start to do some of the playoff committee stuff. Yeah. Um, it should have been a shutout, dude. Chico, come on now. Chico, buddy. You know, and you really start to wonder, Chico's really all there as far as if he's really back from his injuries last year. Uh, and we know that he had a broken ankle. Now there's reports coming out saying that he had a torn ACL with the broken ankle. And is his mind past that injury yet? You know, you, I've torn an ACL. Uh, I blew out my whole right knee. And still to this day, when I'm walking on uneven ground, I'm still, my head's still on my knee. Where are you stepping? What are you doing? You know, you really got to pay attention to what you're doing. Is and he came back. Is he is he still thinking about that? Can I juke? Just saw it with Earl Thomas for the Seahawks. Broke his calf last year. Came out, did it again this year. You know, it's got to be on players' minds. So when he's getting ready to catch a punt, is his mind on the punt or is it on his knee? Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, he called a fair catch though. You just got to catch that. Sure. I mean, but I see your point. 
you know, it's tough. It's it's yeah. a tough it's a tough battle, man. It really is. Oh, I totally understand. Yeah, he had to he had to move a couple steps, and you know, there's a halo, but there were a couple of guys right there, so it could be on his mind. Um, he doesn't look like the same guy, and it's probably because he's not fully 100 percent yet. Yeah. But, you know, um, the thing about him is, you know, that receiver room is filling up fast. Yes. Because there's guys that we haven't seen that are going to push for playing time. Yes. And nobody's leaving next year. Everybody's back. Oh, man. That receiving room is going to be talented and crowded. It's going to look a lot more like the DB room where we have fantastic players waiting, kind of like Jordan Miller didn't get a ton of playing time until he was a junior, a redshirt junior. Yeah. So that's that's where the receiving room is going because of guys like Bush Hamden and now the guy that we got from Oregon that I'm spacing on his name. Recruiting matters. Yeah. Well, duh. Yeah. We're getting – you're really starting to see the effects of it now, bringing in the Ty Jones and the the uh, Marquis Spiker, you know, guys like that. It's it's an embarrassment of riches. You yeah, know? I heard some uh, one other podcast talking about the projection of the of the program, and they said this will probably be the worst team that we have in a little while because of the studs that are coming. I I can't go that far because number one, we don't follow recruiting like a lot of other people do we we like we know the people that we get but we don't do a ton of research on prospects that aren't coming here or possibly come here we don't i don't really have the time to try to figure out what a high school kid is gonna do um nor want to that's a great point too i don't don't want to stalk high school kids exactly but i will say that the offensive line prospects that we've gotten in the last few years have been studly and the defensive line has been amazing. The receivers have been amazing. Everybody is taking that step up. We need a little bit more from what I've seen on the edge rush, but the, the hog mollies we're getting the quarterbacks we're getting and the skill guys we're getting. We're going to be in really, really good shape for years to come. Did you see the size of the kid that we just got from Hawaii? He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge. Six eight, like three twenty in high yeah. school. Yeah, nope. man. Nope. <laughs> like, sorry, bro. <laughs> Don't kill me. But I mean, to be honest, if I lived in Hawaii with that amazing like Terry beef and the Mac salad, I'm pushing three twenty. <laughs> I'm already pushing three twenty. <laughs> <laughs> too, too sexy. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get to the Pac-12 roundup. There were some really interesting games this week in the Pac-12. The North is the king. Uh, The South is an absolute disaster dumpster fire. USC has a big lead going into half. Uh, They end up only winning 24-20. So they scored, I think, a touchdown in the second half. Arizona comes roaring back. The game's in Arizona. There's trouble in Southern California. There is trouble in Arizona. Jake, what do you think about that? Did you watch any of that? I didn't get to watch any of that, and I'm bummed that I didn't get to. It sounds like Khalil Tate found Khalil Tate in the second half of that game. He's still not running as much. No, he's not. I I, I don't know if him and Kevin Sumlin are really vibing. Like, does he have to, like, do the money sign a couple times? 
Maybe. Like, what's what? Tell I me the difference. I mean, I think that Johnny Manziel is probably a better passer, but Khalil Tate's probably a better runner. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. It already seems fishy to me down there. Like, things are just not clicking for them. It seems like the people at Arizona just aren't falling under Kevin Sumlin's fist. You know, they, they don't – they're fighting them. It Do you seems- think they'd be better if Rich Rod was still there? That, better right now better right now yes better in four years probably not I think once <laughs> Kevin Sumlin starts bringing in a little bit of that Texas loving I think they're probably going to start being you're going to see Arizona getting better yeah uh, I will miss Rich Rodriguez's super duper angry faces at everybody that can't, comes to the sideline uh, even after the quarterback throws a touchdown <laughs> Yeah, he, he didn't look like he was very much fun to play for. No, not even a little bit. Well, how long did he last in Michigan? Like three years? Yeah, he wasn't there for very long. He was West Virginia with Pat White, right? Yeah. That was his big time. Yeah, yeah I think Those so. were some pretty good teams. Those were some pretty good teams. Noel Devine. He was so good. He was so good. Yeah. Um, Stanford was dominated. By Notre Dame, and I think that's really bad for the Pac-12. That, that one hurts big time because yeah, if we, regardless win or lose against Stanford, it doesn't really. I mean, it's going to help us because Stanford's going to be ranked, but it's not going to help us as much as if they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, if and they that, beat Notre Dame, that game in November, which we will be at, yeah, would be a top if Washington does what they're supposed to do and or oh, uh, Stanford keeps doing what they're supposed to do, that'll be a top five matchup. Yeah. But now Stanford, I don't know where they ended up in the poll. I think they're still close to number 10. Um, that, that really hurts Washington's chances. Cause if you have a one, well, I don't know, maybe I'm talking myself out of it. They'll have one common opponent. They'll each have one loss. Um, but Notre Dame is dominating the Pac-12 right now. For more reasons than what you said, that Notre Dame really hurts us more than what we thought because now they are ahead of us in the rankings and they hold the key to their future. You know, As long as they keep winning, they're going to keep Washington out of the college football playoff scenario. Right, and in, in reality, the Pac-12 has two, te- three teams that – could arguably have a shot at the college football playoff and it's Washington, Oregon, and Stanford and Notre Dame took out, blew out Stanford who they shouldn't have beat Oregon, but they did. So that negates those two. And so it's, it's, it'll be a straight up Washington versus a Notre Dame. If it comes down to that at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, all we can do is just keep winning and regardless if we may, if we go 12 and one and we don't make it, then we don't make it. We probably shouldn't have made it two years ago, but we did. So, you know, count your stars. Yeah. Yeah. We did have the, the schedule was, was suspect. Uh, I'm glad that we got, I I'm, I'm happy we went. I think we deserve to go. I do too. Um, I'm, I'm not sure about this year. Uh, going to the Rose bowl would be pretty real. I would, I would really like to do that. We are going if we're in the Rose Bowl, so right. 
it's going to be so much fun. I mean, do you want to see Alabama? Um, I don't think I want to see Alabama this year. I think I want to see Alabama in next year or the year after. We've seen this group against Alabama, and I don't want to see that again. It's kind of the same thing. Like, it would be okay to see Penn State again, but I'd like to see a Michigan or an Ohio State. I'm not about playing the same team over and over again unless it's for a national championship, but I could care less who we play. But I think that's the fun part about playing in primetime bowl games is you get to see a Penn State, then maybe a Michigan, and then maybe a Miami. Yeah. You know, the the long-tenured schools of good football programs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where Washington is, is back to, and it's nice to see. Yes, it is. Um, let's see the other games that went on of note, uh, Oregon looks really scary, dude. Yeah. I'm still not sold. That Cal team isn't bad and they controlled the game. You know what, you know what scares me about the Oregon game? It's in Oregon after they get a buy and we're going back to back road games. Yeah. Yep. It's crap. I'm not a huge fan of that. No, that was horrible scheduling. Yeah, and that's what kind of Joe Klatt talked about with Softy is that they, the Pac-12 isn't interested in winning national championships because of the way that they schedule their games. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit, that we would be upset if 10 years ago Larry Scott and crew or whoever the commissioner was, was trying to, you know, kind of, help USC get to the to the national championship, we would be annoyed. But at the same time, if your goal is to get a team to the um, college football playoff, the Pac-12 is not doing itself any favors. No, it's not. And I mean, do we really want them to do us favors? Because isn't that kind of what we're bitching about Alabama for? Is their, cup, is their cupcake, cupcake schedule and the fact that the SEC is – planning the road trips to make it easier for Alabama to win out. Isn't that what we're upset about? Yeah. So wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a hypocrisy if we wanted them to do that for us? Yes and no. Um, We've had the conversation about the cupcakes and we're in agreement that we would rather see Washington play better games and that's why I like the nine-game schedule. But overtly taking a Washington team, who's your your best bet at the beginning of the season, and making them go to their rival school after uh, with a back-to-back road game and then have their rival have a bye before, I, I just don't think that's – I don't think that's smart. You know – the skinny of it is, is just go down there and take care of business. Well, and yeah, and that's what that's what I expect them to do, but I just don't like the built-in advantage. I totally agree. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded that sounded like I was annoyed with you, and I'm not. That was so douchey. Yeah, I know. I I, 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 I agree with you, Trev. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I was looking at the show sheet ready to move on. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so have you seen the football empire that uh, Pacific Takes has been putting out from week to week? What's that? The um, the football empire. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So, kind of like the the five second explanation of it is it starts with the dominant team in that it's the it's the map of the United States and the dominant team in that state. Okay, five seconds is up. Shut up. Has the uh, has that state? So Washington had the state of Washington because they won the Apple Cup last year and they're the better team. <laughs> and we're Washington. Bingo. But we lost it after week one, so Auburn claimed um, the state of Washington. Now, since LSU beat Auburn, LSU has claimed the state of Washington. Um, So it's just showing, like, what schools are playing who and where they're winning. And, uh, you know, you're you're starting to see Alabama take over a lot of the east side of the state or parts of the east side of the state. Notre Dame has a lot of California and Oregon because they beat Stanford who had beat SC and um, Oregon. Um, And Washington is starting to carve out. They got New Mexico and Wisconsin. Yep. And a little bit of Utah. So they got Wisconsin because they beat BYU and BYU beat Wisconsin. You got it. Now who beat the Lobos? (laughs) <laughs> the Cougars went down and took care of the Lobes. Okay. So we we basically got most of our uh most of our territory. So I mean it's it's very unlikely that we're gonna. I don't like having that kind of purple in Washington, but frankly we're not gonna get it back because we're we're done playing SEC teams. So it's probably gonna end up like at Crimson uh, with, with Alabama beating LSU at some point, which sucks. Yeah, I'm not gonna like that. Uh, I'd rather Scott. I'd rather see. I'd rather see it red and white. I'd rather see Georgia beat Alabama or something. You know. I mean, yeah, I guess. I still don't like anybody from the SEC, so I, I guess I like Auburn. I was actually really impressed with Auburn's fan base and uh, the way that they they played. I I thought they they should have beat LSU. That and that sucked. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'll put that up on Instagram and Facebook. It's it's fun to look at. It doesn't really mean anything, but it's something to talk about. Um, so let's get into this week. We got UCLA coming up. The dogs are going down to Southern California. They're going to hopefully this is a precursor trip to the Rose Bowl. And they're going to take on the Fighting Chip Kellys. Yeah. And uh, really, there's not much to say other than. I feel bad for Chip Kelly right now, man. He's kind of already in the dumpster fire. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where he has to burn it down because, and I'm spacing his name, who was their previous coach? Mora? Yeah, Jim Mora was a just an absolute mess. And Chip Kelly has to get rid of that entire awful system that he had. And these players that, you know, visibly gave up last year. He has to get a defensive player to play defense for him, first of all. Yeah, and they have Jalen Phillips, who's like one of the top prospects from last year. Yeah. Um, he was the one during the Washington game his freshman year, ended up getting a cheap penalty by doing something dirty to a guy that was on the ground. Yeah. 
I, uh, you know, first of all, you have a freshman, you have a freshman quarterback playing. Okay. And your team sucks. And his dad is on social media ripping the <laughs> coach. It's crazy. Dads don't do that. Dude, that it's the millennials job to get on social media and say stupid things. Yeah. Don't, don't be a dad and get on social media and be stupid. It's crazy, dude. The, like the, the, the tunnel vision that that dad has, his son is a freshman who's starting at a major college uh, for a very respected coach. You got to give it time. Man. Stop living in the now. He has three and a half more years to go. Is he the new ball? Um, I wonder I wonder if that's like the LeVar effect that people want to become famous for being a crazy dad. Uh, it's not going to work because copycats don't work. It, what was what was better, Bugs Life or Ants? Bugs Life. Did you even see Ants? No. It was just a rip off of the Bugs Life. Once <laughs> the original's out, you're gonna have to figure something else out. Yeah, it's so bad, man. I feel bad for Chip Kelly because he's really been put in a really bad spot. I mean they they don't have a win yet, and they probably that program will not put up with that for very long. I mean, I understand that it's his first year and he came in with no talent. But they're going to get tired of losing real quick. But they do have talent. It's just been underdeveloped by a terrible previous coach. Sure. Thank God he didn't become Washington's coach when he oh, left. Do you realize where we'd be right now? Uh, 0-4. Again? Again. Yeah, it'd be Tyrone Willingham 2.0. Does UCLA win a game this year? Oh, they have... As Eminem said, you only got one shot. Is it Arizona? It's Arizona. No! It's Arizona. It's you can't absolutely- say that. Do they play Utah? Okay. Do they check, play Utah? Check, do, check that. Do, do it's they- our two favorites. Ever. They play, do they, they play Arizona Utah? Arizona at home and Utah at home. Okay. Those are your so, two shots. <laughs> thank so, you. As for Eminem said, you mistake. only get two shots. Do not make <laughs> no. a chance to blow. Thank, thank you for correcting your mistake. Because, Goodness gracious. Because as I checked, I'm leading right now. Gosh. <laughs> You're winning a three-legged race by yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, it, it's, Utah sucks. It's just that simple. Utah's offense is terrible. They're they should have won the WSU game. You know what I mean, we're going to call was it? An, it was an out route, and the cornerback whiffed on the tackle. And the receiver just was able to sprint in for like a 40-yard touchdown. There's no way they should have won that game. It's not even the butterfly effect anymore, Trev. It's the Trevor effect. (laughs) Whatever I touch turns to garbage. Put it back a compliment. Therefore, you screwed his college career. I'm like the opposite of King Midas. Everything I touch turns to garbage. (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah. It's the worst. Dude, you're not much better. <laughs> no, Khalil Tate's having the worst year of his life. Like, Are you sure? It's, do you think it's just another guy wearing number 14? I'm pretty sure junior high Khalil Tate's better than this year Khalil Tate. Yeah, he looked, <laughs> just so you know, he looked good against Oregon State. Yeah, well, I still don't know if Utah's going to beat Oregon State. 
They don't play him. That's why they're – well, they kill him. But they don't get to play him. Utah has a tough schedule. Utah is screwed. So, back to the UCLA game. Oh, okay, yeah. Dorian Thomas-Robinson, not a very good quarterback. No, and – Offensive line, not very good. I feel like they would have been better suited if Wilton Spates hadn't gotten hurt and playing him because at least he has been there, done that. Yeah, but I think he's healthy-ish, isn't he? I know he he didn't he hurt his back in like yeah. week one. Yes, they need to put his ass back in. If he's healthy, you got to. You have to. Why else would you want him in camp? You know what I'm not doing is playing a spoiled little brat at quarterback where his dad's tweeting garbage about me. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut that off immediately and say if you wanna if you wanna act a fool. You're gonna get benched. He has a he has a culture that he, and it's very successful in college. He ran it at Oregon, and they were unbelievable for that six year run or however long he was there. So he can run that that culture. I'm sure that uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson had a very hard conversation with his coach. You know, I, I don't. Uh, it depends on how Ke- Kelly can take it one of two ways. He can move on or he can work with it. And he seems like a guy that's just going to move on, right? I would. I would. Yeah, I don't know how much of that. I'm going to talk to the kid and figure out exactly what's going on. Um, as a coach, I wouldn't be super happy if parents started blowing me up on social media, I guess. I would be such a bad coach because I would just move on. I'd be like, dude, it's your dad's fault. You're an idiot. I <laughs> Yeah, and the difference. I mean, I coach high school, and I act. I I really love where I coach, and I love my the the support system is really good, so I don't have to worry about this. But this is college, and these are grown. These are these are they're not grown men, but they're not children either. Yeah. So like like they they understand the repercussions of their actions. You'd hope so. You would some hope of so. them. Some of them not. Now we're gonna go down there and we're gonna win by more than the spread. I'm already calling that shot. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, didn't I tell you the spread is way too small? I think. Didn't I tell you if I ever didn't take the spread on the Huskies again for you to slap me? And and what did I do, Trev? You did. You you followed me. You followed me to the dark side. Idiot. Yeah. I'm gonna slap. Me. I'm gonna have my wife slap me again. Smart. Again. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. It hurts, Trev, when she hits yeah. me. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Does last year, um, I think Jake threw the ball 11 times. Does yeah. he over under 11? I'm going to go with under just because he doesn't need to throw. I, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go over because I think the offense is in a lot better place than it was when that happened. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, who has more passing yards? Dorian Thompson Robinson or Miles Gaskins? <laughs> I might I mean, take Miles on a running the back. Fact, running. The fact that we have to think about it makes me sad. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, with Miles on a run pass option. I mean, he might. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, if he plays, he will struggle. Does he get over 100 yards? Oh. You know, I I don't know. That's I tough. Mean, we held it? we had Manny Wilkins to one hundred and four, and he's 
he's a little bit better than Dorian Thompson Robertson. Yeah, I mean, that kid hasn't seen a defense like ours ever, ever in his life. Maybe one of the local high schools was pretty good. Not this good. Let's see. They have they have played Fresno State's defense, Oklahoma's defense, Cincinnati. Nope, they have not played a very good defense yet. Yeah, o- Oklahoma's defense? What defense? The be- The Big 12 doesn't play defense. You know what? Oklahoma has a semblance of a defense this year. That's why they're not losing in the in the Big 12. Uh, they don't have our defense. They don't. You're right. They don't um, even have close to our defense. No, and uh, I will call it, though, I think Oklahoma is one of your top four. I think you're probably right, but I still don't believe in that defense. Oh, no, neither do I. And Washington's defense, you're hard-pressed to find a better defense in the country. Yeah, I mean, you really are. So, so. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, their defense, not very good. Washington is going to do what they did last week, and they're just going to squeeze the life out of UCLA. They'll probably give up by halftime because they're still Jim Mora guys, and we will roll to a massive victory. Does BBK get another fumble? Yeah, BBK gets another fumble. Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to make a mistake, and one of our defensive backs is going to have a pick, and then Doris Thomas Robinson will not throw the ball at it, uh, over – eight yards after that probably not no through the air i mean they could have a a run after the catch but through the air you're not going to see much you're going to see slants and dump offs after he makes one mistake yeah he's gonna he's gonna try to throw across the hashes and there's gonna stand miles bryant yeah and he'll take it to the house and you'll just pass out i i don't even get to watch the game live i'm so upset what are you doing what are you doing i'm racing oh so there's that. Well, I'm. I think I'm going to be at my sister-in-law's house most of the day. She bought a house, so I'll be helping with that. Well, that's exciting. But I definitely will watch it live because I ain't no scrub. Yeah, you ain't no race car driver. I'm also not a race car driver. <laughs> I'm a car driver. Though, you're smarter so. than me. That's why you're not a race car driver. Do you remember my my? I didn't know. So like race, like racing, like I've never. Racing's not something that has been very exciting in my family. I know who Jeff Gordon is because of Nelly. We did go go go-karting once, twice, and I couldn't believe how much better you were than me at that until you turned around to laugh at me and you you hit like a load-bearing beam in the middle of the track. Dude, you know what the best part about that was? Is I was laughing you for like the third time. And not the third time. Don't don't lie to people. Come on. At least the fourth time. Stop. And I am turning around at full speed. Was I like giving you the bird? You were laughing at me because I had just crashed. Okay. So I'm laughing at you and kapooya. Yeah. Right into it. It hurt so bad. So we, we were, we lived together at that point, right? Yes. (laughs) And like, you know, we didn't make a ton of money. We uh, we finally got, like, we got to sell back our books. And instead of, like, rent or, or like, groceries, we were like, you want to go to the go-karts? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. What about, hey, what about the time we were in uh, Seaside and we went to the go-karts there? And I can't remember what happened, but you started way ahead of me. And I ended up catching you on the last lap. <laughs> 
and uh-huh. I and I stuffed you in the wall. Yes, you did. And you talked to the employee, and you were like, "Hey, man, he hit me." And the guy was like, "Drive better." Yeah, yeah. I tried to get you kicked out of the seaside, uh, like fun land. Yeah, man, that was, that was good. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to a, a new segment. It's not word association anymore. It's Jake's thoughts. <laughs> I need to have thoughts. Bef- All right. How before about, I got even a better one. How about Jake's feelings? Let's break uh, down some of those walls, buddy. Oh, boy. Good luck. All right. We're going to break them down. It is going to be glorious. He's going to get me crying on the podcast. Uh-huh. How do you feel about your Pac-12 South pick? phenomenal what yeah i don't have to hey man i don't have to win the pac-12 south i just gotta beat you (laughs) i don't have to outrun a bear i just have to outrun (laughs) you exactly (laughs) like i might finish fifth in the pac-12 south but we're gonna beat you i don't like that next question (laughs) who's your pac-12 south champion (sighs) either arizona or usc are you sure it's not your number three team? Boy, did I miss the bet on that one. Yeah, you did. I Oh, man. That one was ugly. It's going to be Arizona State. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Colorado has a better chance of winning the Pac-12 South than Arizona State. You realize that although they're 4-0, the teams that they've played are combined 1-16. I understand that, but they're still better than Arizona State. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Top three, bottom three, breakfast foods. Oh, boy. Okay, so I have to start with biscuits and gravy. Fact. Now, that's the one whenever you go somewhere, you get it. Just like a new restaurant. Like, Like, I got to try their biscuits and gravy. Like, every time I go somewhere and I get biscuits and and gravy, I compare it to my wife's. And Your your wife is such a good cook. It's horrible. Because I am getting so fat. Dude, every time I go over, I'm like, you made this? (laughs) You didn't get this from, like, Buffalo Wild Wings? Like, you you made that. Um, So good. So, and and hers to date are still the best that I've ever had. But there have been some that have come close. Um, Number two. I can't wait to take you to Gravy down here. It's a it's a restaurant in Portland. It is known for their biscuits and gravy. Mm, I can dig it. It's named Gravy, so there you go. I mean, it's got to be legit, right? Yep. So number two has to be – it's got to be waffles with strawberries and whipped cream. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then number three has to just be whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> At JJ's Diner? Yeah, like just hit me with some whipped cream. It'll be all right. Like, Leslie, no. Don't, don't You're the boy version of Leslie, no. Don't ask me when you want me to stop because I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> you might as well just leave the bottle. I love it. What's your bottom three? Probably, man, that's a tough question. I There's not a lot of food that I hate. It's got to be. Like what you don't, if you, you wouldn't ever order it. How about that? Like cubed potatoes with like bell peppers and onions in it. Can't stand it. Oh, okay. I think that's oh, like weird. like a hash brown kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you just rather have hash browns? Yeah, exactly. 
And pretty much like the Denny's menu. Except? Moons over Miami. <laughs> yeah. Like anything but Moons over, like the Lumberjack Slam, I'll go in there, I'll eat the Lumberjack Slam, I'll be full for two minutes, and then I'll run to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You know, it, it sucks. It hurts. Uh-huh. I don't know if there is a third, you know, maybe like pumpkin uh, pancakes. I don't know. Oh, some like rando pancake. Okay. Yeah. My my number one of number ones, wherever I go. Trev, I'll get... Trev, Trev, I didn't ask you. You care. I care. Don't do, do this. I... Don't do this to me tonight. <laughs> we're, we're a day late, a dollar short. Okay, so hit me with your top three. Okay, so number one chicken fried steak wherever i go a new breakfast place i'll get the chicken fried steak you know that would probably be on my bottom three that'd be my third are you serious yeah man (laughs) what that's the best breakfast food no dude like clear clearly you hate me now because your reaction is was you were i can't no dude you get like you cut it up you have like the fried stuff you got the gravy and then you then you uh, get sunny side up eggs and you like break them over the top and then you mix the potatoes and every bright every bite is is as close to heaven as we're going to get on this side of eternity i'm not about it about it i'm sorry to hear that dude that's okay number I'm... two is biscuits and gravy because it is it it's it biscuits. is it is breakfast biscuits and gravy when it's done right it's the holy grail yeah it is it is very good yes i'll put a sweet one in there have you ever had a blintz uh no Ooh, hey what about swedish pancakes yeah that's i think uh i'm not sure if i've had those i don't know i i try to stay away from swedish things what <laughs> just what? kidding <laughs> i i don't know what that is but if it's anything it's kind of like a crepe but it's filled with like a like a creamy cheesy sugary thing and then strawberry syrup on top it's fantastic yeah, man. So, like, a Swedish pancake is just basically an American version of a crepe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I think the blitz, I think we're we're kind of like dribbling around the same arena here. Sure. So, uh, bottom three, I don't like sausage links that much. Oh my! Shut up, dude. They're so greasy. You're greasy. I know, but I worked in an old folks home and we had those every day for breakfast. I love so, sausage links. Oh uh, no. I'll go with the sausage patty. Um, but like, you know, the the kind of cheap ones I'm not super it, okay with. It's um, amazing that we've made we've been best friends for this long. Because... This one this one will make you mad at me. Okay. I guarantee it. I don't like omelets. I'm not a big omelet guy either. You know what I'd rather have is a scramble. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm happy that you said that. Yep. Nope. Totally agree. And then now, the last one. And now we're back. Yep. We're good. <laughs> hard boiled eggs at a continental breakfast. I, I cannot stand hard boiled eggs. Yeah. I have a coworker that eats them often and they smell up her room. It's terrible. <laughs> and then you see people that bring salt packs with them. Yeah. And just, and like, you know, just cover. Yeah. You're, you're a loser. Hey, I man, hate you. You want some eggs with your salt? Yeah. This makes it okay. This makes it edible. No, yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> False. Put it put it on a chopped salad, put some ranch on it, and we can talk. But Could that's I just about blend it. that thing up, stick it into a vein, and just shoot it <laughs> as protein? All right. Now, before we get into this week's picks, I got an update on how we did last week. Jake, you went three and four. Dang it. 
which was better than me at two and five. Yes. So I was ahead by three. I'm now only ahead by two. This is an important week, man. This is a big week. And I think we're going to disagree on some of these. Because I know who I'm taking with my first pick. Okay, so Arizona State at number 21, Colorado. Jake? I'm taking Colorado. Colorado. I think I think Colorado's going to show you something this week. I think I think Mike McIntosh is McIntyre, whatever McIntyre's dad, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or son. Yeah, nobody really knows how old either of them are. So I think Reba's like ninety-seven. Yeah, but she's got a really cool voice, and and she's got an just... awesome TV show. Yeah, uh, is it awesome, dude? I love it. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let her down. Oh. Um, let's move to WSU at Oregon State. WSU favored hang on, by... Hang on, hang on. Who did you pick? Uh, who do you think I picked? I don't know. You got to tell the listeners, bro. That's true. How about you tell me my pick? Colorado, just to spite me. No, of course I'm taking ASU. I know, because you're a believer in Herm for some stupid reason. I am, and we're going to take that right to the Pac-12 championship where we're going to get the ball shoved down our throats you, by Washington. You didn't even pick them to win the Pac-12 South, you... Oh, God, Trev. Go Devils. Hook them, Devils. Hey. Oh, God. All right. We got... Did you throw up the shocker where you said that? I should have, but I didn't. (laughs) Idiot. Okay, so WSU at Oregon State. WSU is favored by a few points. Favored by 17 points. I'm going to take Wazoo. Taking the Cougs, huh? Yeah, I'm going to take the Cougs. Well... I am too because Oregon God. State has burned me and I will probably not pick them for the rest of the year. I mean, they got to cover at some point this year, right? I already thought that and they have burned me. <laughs> okay. They're going to cover against Arizona. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> that was one that I lost. Was it? Yeah. I, it was like a seven point spread and I was like, Oh yeah, you know their their offense is good, and then Arizona remembered how to play a defense for a little bit. Just for a little bit, though. Yeah. All right, Cal at Arizona. Cal is favored by two points. Arizona. All right, we have another one we disagree on. I'm, I'm going gonna Cal. Lose. I'm probably going to lose that one. You probably are, because actually, Cal. Uh, McIlwain is kind of the guy that seems like he's going to end up taking that starting quarterback job, and he runs like Khalil Tate should. Where is it at? It's at Arizona. Oh, okay. Then we have <laughs> – I like this one. So it's Utah at Stanford, and on the line yesterday, it said negative 210. <laughs> so Stanford has to beat Utah by 210 points. I'm going to take Stanford. (laughs) (laughs) So what I think that it was is I'm not, I'm not actually sure what that means. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, what I've heard earlier and it's a two point spread. What do you want? I'm going to take Stanford. Yeah, I am too. I'm going against. No, you know what? Screw it. That's my Pac-12 South winner. Other than there, you Utes. go. Go on some. Go on some heart and not. Go Utes, man. Go, go Utes. Go off your heart and not your brain. I like it when you do that. Because you win those games. It, yeah, and I just picked with my heart earlier with Arizona. So. Yep. All right, and I'm not gonna waste our time with this last one, uh, even though it's our game. It's number ten UW traveling to Southern California to play UCLA. They are 21-point favorites. 
I I already said my pick earlier in the show. If yep. And if, if after not taking UW last week, if I didn't take them against a UCLA team that they need to go out there and obliterate, and they did obliterate them, I I don't know what I'd do. I mean, for the second week in a row, we just cancel the program. Yeah, I mean, I'd ha- I I couldn't do it anymore. What would what would the line have to be for you to think about taking UCLA to cover? Oh man, um, I have I, my number in mind. I think twenty eight. I think one more touchdown would probably be where I would start to consider. Yeah, I think my limbo line would probably be be thirty five. So you you're going two more touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's a lot of points though, man. I know, but I mean they have to at least score thirty five at that point then. Do you think UCLA scores on us? No, I really don't. I think this is the week where they get the, the shutout. Maybe. It's it's possible. I mean it should have been last week. It's more possible than probably any other game this year. You know who you're not gonna see at the end of the game fielding punts? Chico. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Chico. Yeah, poor kid. He's all right. He's, He's gonna make right. it through what we say. Yeah, we're okay. not. A... We're not what? Nothing. Go ahead. All right. So now we got who is your offensive MVP for next week? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna pick Jake because I just I said that he was gonna throw under 11 times. So <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to pick who's that white running back? Sean McGrew. Yeah, I'm going to pick Savan Ahmed. <laughs> that was a nice little like. I think you just tried to juke me. <laughs> I but did. guess what? I I'm ju- already sitting, so I can't go down. I are... <laughs> Do I need to get lower? <laughs> Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> Whatever number you're wearing, I got. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is that low enough? That, no. If Do it feels good. It, well, if it feels good. That was actually one of the top five. Like, it's probably the most underrated. It was for a basketball video game. It was one of the most underrated, like, commercial campaigns for something uh, with that guy who would go to the street ball courts and, and wearing, like, a jazz jersey. and. Try what, did, to, um, what, what did he call himself? Was he the mongoose? Yes. Yeah, because they because they eat mambas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he held the press conference and he's like, "Any questions?" And some guy raised his hand, and goes, "No, Kobe will not be attending this press conference." The guy puts his hand down. <laughs> My offensive MVP is Miles Gaskin. We obviously think the uh, re- uh, running backs are going to have a really good week this week. Yeah, I mean, right? They have to. Yep. Who's your defensive MVP, dude? I am going to go with – I'm going to go different this week. <laughs> but I'm going to stay in the secondary. Okay. I'm going to go JoJo McIntosh. JoJo. JoJo. You know he what? going to have a big hit or is he going to have an interception? <laughs> you, you took it from me. Oh. That's okay. He's going He's going to have both. Oh, okay. He's going to have a pick. And he, in the first quarter, is going to lay the wood – on over some the, on, over the middle. on a crossing route over yeah. the middle, and nobody's gonna want to go after a ball again. Yeah, yep, and that's you can see that happening really easily. A team that's already 
you know, kind of staring down the barrel. They're they have the best chance of going zero and twelve since two thousand and eight. You know um, what? This team I, is not going to want to get hit. I could really see, you know, in the first quarter, JoJo laying a hit on a receiver coming across the middle, a good clean hit, but hard. Yeah. And Ben Burke Irvin was just on a radio show the other day, and he said JoJo is by far the hardest hitter on the Huskies team. So he's going to lay a hit, and later in the game, in the third or fourth quarter, somebody's going to be crossing route, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to lay one out there a little bit too far, and the receiver's going to get alligator arms, and, and either JoJo or Taylor's just going to be standing there waiting for that ball. So uh, My defensive MVP, copy and paste, baby. Greg Gaines. Greg Gaines. Greg Gaines. The guy's going to do it. They're going to shove his head in the helmet one more time. Why? Man, are you going to do this all year? Until he graduates, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't see an, I don't see a scenario where he isn't my favorite player on the field. Uh, well, he could be your favorite player, but, like, I love Miles Bryant, but I pick JoJo. Well, I understand, but – I also think that Greg Gaines and the defensive line is the the most important part of the f- game that we don't see because they disrupt the running game and they throw the, the passing game off their rhythm. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that Greg Gaines isn't vital to this defense, but I'm also saying there's 10 other people on that defense. Who? Yeah. Greg Gaines. Greg Who? Greg Gaines. <laughs> I uh no man, I love Greg Gaines. I think that dude is probably the most important to this defense. He he eats up so many double teams, it's unreal. He's also the player I would most like to grab a drink with. Man, I was just gonna ask you that question too. Who would you say? What is the best live mascot in college football? Live, I don't think I know the answer to either. Do you have who? Who's your mascot? The buffalo, oh. or or the longhorn? Oh, oh, I do like that longhorn. Yeah. What about the tiger at LSU? That one's really cool. It's right next to the opposing team's entrance to the field, so they're literally staring down a tiger. That is really cool. That one's cool. I like the tiger. I like the long. What I like about the longhorn and the buffalo is that they run them out onto the field and they trample cheerleaders all the time. <laughs> you remember at the Oregon game when uh, they brought out Dubs and he was running down the field and the poor girl that was running with him tripped and face planted? Yes. Oh, that was like a, an allusion to what was going to come to that game. It was like. Four- it was foreshadowing. Like, what I want to see is I want to see LSU run their tiger out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see him, like, nip at somebody's ankle, you know? This was a mistake! Yeah, we shouldn't have done this! <laughs> this Ed so Orgeron's like, I thought it was going to be a good idea! It's so bloody! It's so <laughs> bloody! How are we going to clean up the blood for the game? <laughs> Fuck! Um... Yeah, man, I like that Longhorn a lot. I think that's, I think that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks for hanging in there with us, uh, Husky fans. If you like what you hear, please rate and review on iTunes and any other podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating. 
Say hi to us on Facebook or Instagram. Go dogs. Go dogs.